Welcome to another Kingdom Community Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're here. Reveal yourself on a greater level to us, Lord. Reveal, reveal Yeshua, the Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're moving through this meeting tonight in a powerful way. We thank you for manifestations of your presence, Lord. We thank you for deliverance, healings. We thank you for your attributes, but most of all, Lord, we go deeper into the heart of you, the deeper into the heart of the Father. Karika makosuka. Kira mabaruko Kira mabaruko Kira mabaruko Kira mabaruko Kira makali ana makoruko Arama kirama sikarama borroko sukro Hayama roko sielelele na mama karade asire Kirama barroko sielelele bambambulo Rambamba roko sielelelele Varanyanda lumbulo we welcome you, Holy Spirit. You're welcome in this place. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. As you're praying in the spirit, what's happening? You're lining up with the gate. Jesus is the gate. The hope of glory. The hope of glory. Christ in you. Lift up your head, all you gates. Jesus is the gate within the gate. He's inside of you. Just worship in spirit and truth. Rakiya we give you the glory, Yeshua. We give you the glory. We thank you, Lord, that your glory is here. We thank you for thy will be done, your kingdom come as manifesting in this place as it is in heaven. Lord, we thank you this place is reflecting heaven right now. 
Lord, your glory's not coming down. We're getting caught up. We're getting caught up. We're seated in heavenly places. Citizens of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Beautiful presence of God here tonight. We don't want to minister outside of that. We just thank you, Holy Spirit. You're revealing mysteries. You're revealing the kingdom. There's angels ascending and descending. Some of you probably, a couple of you here, probably wondering what's going on. Why are we, why we, what are we doing? But what we're doing, we're lining up the frequency of heaven. We're giving worship. We're worshiping, I should say, to the King of Glory, Yeshua, Jesus, Jesus, whatever you want to call Him. He's the King of Glory. Karika Masuka. Justice. Emmanuel, the fourth man in the fire. We thank you that you're here revealing your glory tonight. The Alpha and the Omega. those sounds down just under our voices just softly if we can that'd be great just just keep going 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 about there that'd be great thanks how is everybody it's great to be here this time I'm with my friend Adrian And uh, thanks for coming out tonight. We're, we're going to have an awesome weekend. Amen. So what do you reckon, Adrian? You ready? I'm ready, uh, but I'm thinking that we need to set some sort of uh, parameters and ground yeah, understanding. Yeah, we, we usually put some, we try and qualify a few things so you don't think we're Major Toms or anything like that, Space Cadets. We try to ground everything with the Word of God so you know, so you feel safe. Amen. Yeah. Can we have a house? Like, I feel like I'm kind of getting interrogated here. <laughs> you know, sort of, who do you work for? You know? <laughs> ah, there you are. Look. Oh, they're all turned up. <laughs> Wonderful. If we just, just a smidge more under the, just a little bit lower, that'd be great. Thanks. 
So this is, uh, this is, some of you are never going to leave this weekend the same person as you are now. Amen. And we, we say that because it's true. Yeah. And um, we don't travel the world just to do sightseeing. We're actually here and we see things, lives change and people transformed and released into their destiny. Amen. So uh, that's true that uh, Adam and I are just a couple of Aussies. All right, but we're empowered by God. Amen. And so we, we're taking uh, messages to the world and now the world is waking up to what Australia has in God. Uh, and uh, we're glad to be part of that. And, and we are just ordinary blokes, honestly. And what we want to do is empower you to do what we do over the weekend. Does that sound pretty good? So we're not gurus. Uh, we're learning. And uh, it's not all about us. It's about Jesus, amen. But He wants everybody to step into what we carry. Amen. So this is a, it's a prophetic awakening weekend. So our heart is, uh, our mandate is for the body of Christ to be prophetic. Okay. Not pathetic, prophetic. Because <laughs> um, uh, Jesus, in the Revelation, it's a testimony of Jesus. It's the spirit of prophecy. So Jesus is the ultimate prophet. He's the prophet like unto Moses, although he's greater than Moses, says that in Hebrews. He is God with skin on. He's the Messiah. But he, he was, he's, a, he's a prophet as well. And the core of the church needs to be prophetic. That's, that's the, to, be, to, go, to go into a direction. And also individually, you need to be prophetic. You, you all need to hear from God. And, and it's, it's actually wrong for someone constantly going to somebody else to hear from God. I mean, there's a time and a place for that. Let, wait for it to come to you rather than you go to it. But if you're constantly going to somebody to hear from God or getting a dream interpreted all the time, then you're in error. Okay? It says in Hebrews 1 that, that our forefathers used to go to the prophets to hear from God, but in the New Covenant era, we can all hear from God by His Son. Amen? So, I mean, we are... I mean, our flagship is the Divinity Code, which is a book on dream interpretation. But, and we, dream in, we interpret dreams. And many of you will be here to have a dream interpreted. But you need to understand that that's just the, the tip of a much bigger picture that God wants to unpack to us. But we can only take so much. God, God's kingdom is here right now. And we, um, maybe we can unpack that uh, as we go through the weekend. But the prophetic, through dream interpretation, vision, understanding of visions, um, is a spearhead of whatever God's going to do. So if God's going to do anything, He doesn't do anything but that, he, that which He releases to His prophets, Amos 3. And so understand that the prophetic is a spearhead of whatever God's going to do. And every one of you is more prophetic than you think. Every one of you is more prophetic than you think. You know, I don't know what boxes you've been placed into, but every one of you has a receptor within that can hear from God. It's called the Spirit. Amen? And um, the Bible says it's the Father's goodwill to give you the kingdom. Yeah. Amen? Well, if I would say up front that the prophetic is the keys for the kingdom. The release of a rhema word is the key to the kingdom. And that means that every one of you, because it's the Father's good will to give you the kingdom, means every one of you can receive the rhema word. All right? 
And we're going to demonstrate that this weekend through dreams and visions, but you can do this. And there will be a release of the spirit of understanding. I've said it like that because when you, uh, you have a dream, you'll go, that's really weird. But you're not looking at it and thinking, what's understanding that dream? What's behind that dream? Do you hear what I'm saying? A spirit of understanding will be released this weekend so you can start to see beyond the narrative, beyond the story, beyond the surface appearance so that you can start to see and plumb what God wants to say to you, not only in dreams and visions, but in the Word of God as well because it is full of narratives and stories with truth behind them, which God wants to unlock to each and every one of you. Amen. There's many levels of the prophetic and dreams and visions is one of them. But it is uh, essential and uh, dreams and visions is a means to an end and an end in itself is for you to have a relationship with God. Uh, there's a language of heaven and I won't go into details. In fact, it's, some of you probably got the supernatural man where I had an encounter with Jesus in my living room back in 1998. But the transformation with that, I, I asked for wisdom, but it was, wasn't an intellectual wisdom. I thought I was going to be like that, which was a bit disappointing. It didn't turn out that way. But it was a wisdom to understand the language. It was a, to interpret dreams like Daniel had in, in Daniel chapter 1 with his friends. He had the, under, the wisdom to discern and understand dreams, and he, he interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Um, and what it was was a language. There's a heavenly language. And then you need a foundational understanding of the Word of God so you don't go off with the fairies. We're not, you know, we want to just uh, make that statement tonight. The Word of God is our foundation. It's the Logos. But there's Rima with that. And Rima can be vision as well and dreams. And even before there was the Torah, uh, God was speaking to, uh, you know, He was speaking to uh, men and women of God in dreams. And uh, so it's important to, to, to understand the language of heaven because in Acts 2, it says in the last days he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy, old men will dream dreams, young men will see visions. All right, so, you know, he, he, he dreams, dreams, I see visions as I'm younger. No. <laughs> just, yeah. Anyway, just How many times have I heard that? I know. But, that, but it's fresh to their ears, isn't it? You know? But... <laughs> But, um, but, we, but it is very important because throughout the Gospels, there's dreams. You know, there's a couple of dreams that saved the redemption plan of God. You know, Herod was going to kill baby Jesus, but these, the Magi had the dream in the night. So it's very important to be led by the Spirit, but also to hear the language. It's a language from heaven. It's, it's in metaphors and parables. And the reason why God speaks to us like that because he wants you to search out that mystery so you can become intimate with him. So before I f quickly finish up here, Jesus said to his disciples, those on the outside I speak to them in parables, but to you I reveal the mysteries. What does that mean? Those who are not close to the Lord, he will speak to you in parables, but those who are intimate, he will reveal the parable, he will reveal the mysteries. So God wants you to be intimate with him. Amen. So just, just grounding what Adam's saying there, and 1 Corinthians 2 verse 13 says that when, when the Spirit teaches, He does so comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And so when you want to understand what the Spirit of God is saying, you have to look at it through the lens of Scripture. All right, And so it's really, really important that we do get that grounding and, and foundational understanding. 
And as best we can, as over the weekend, as we interpret dreams and visions and even supernatural encounters or incidents, because sometimes God's speaking to us in everyday events, but we just become dull to it. Uh, and we don't realise that God's actually trying to be repeating things to us. And we go, oh, that's, why would that be repeated like that? And God's trying to get our attention. And when you start to look at it through the lens of Scripture, you know, what Scriptures go off inside of you, suddenly you start to see what God's saying. All right. Now, for us to interpret dreams in a forum like this, and I'm sure you've heard this before. How many of you have not heard Adam and I speak before? Can you just a show of hands? Wow, look at okay, that. That's great. So there's probably about 50% of you. Which Who's is... never heard of us before? Now put your hand up high. Put your hand. Oh, Don't be re... ashamed. Wow, you know? that's refreshing. I normally say, and the rest of you came anyway. <laughs> um, so for us to interpret in a form like this, what we'd like to do is to um, you know, ask for a show of hands. But the dreams that we can interpret uh, in a form like this need to be really, really short. And so... I would say, Adam would say, they need to be a maximum of about 15 seconds. But I'm the one with grace. And so I say mm, 20, you know, stretching it, maybe 30 seconds. But if you go over 30 seconds, you'll hear this noise. <laughs> and we we'll say we love you. We love you to sit down. <laughs> Uh, and, and please understand that we're not wanting to be rude or anything like that, but we just want to keep the flow of the Spirit and we want to give as many opportunities as we can to minister to. And we use dreams, and, or God uses dreams and visions as a catalyst uh, to see and move the, start, the move of the Spirit. All right. We look nice. I mean, we, we look like hitmen, I should say. But we are nice, okay? We're, we're in we're, the lift and we're going down in the lift and the, the door will open and people won't get in because they see us. Yeah, you see a couple of guys like this. <laughs> we'll get the next one. <laughs> but we are. We're full of the Holy Spirit and we're really big teddy bears, aren't we? On the inside. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. You're in a safe place. Even though, yeah, anyway. So Jesus, we thank you that you're here. Now, we... Just for the record, we talk about angels. There's going to be angels manifesting. They're actually angels with all of you, believe it or not. And some of them are bought out of their brains. But you, you're going to have a, a, a revelation what it is to put them to work. You know what I mean? You're going to start, because it says when you release the revelatory word, when you, when you prophesy and decree the word of the Lord, angels are like this. <laughs> They wake up and they respond. They, they're waiting for you to, to decree the word of the Lord and they act upon that, all right? So you've got an army around, you don't realise it. Uh, we had plenty of incidents like in California when a guy pulled a gun on me and, he, and we got some angels with us and it was, it was pretty cool. But what happened was that we, we have angels manifest here, but please, just for the record, we don't worship angels. For the, any critics here, just want to rule that out, we don't worship angels, but... We worship the King of Glory, but angels are important. They, they serve us, but also they, they work with us. Amen? So I want you to understand. Now, I might call you out. I'll see an angel stand next to you. I might, the, the Lord will reveal in a vision what's wrong with you or whatever is going on in your life. And uh, you'll get healed because when the Lord releases the word, it gets released. And I'm not saying you're healed. Jesus said so 2,000 years ago. Amen? So this just ground what Adam's saying. So Psalm 103 verse 20 says, Praise the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, 
hearkening unto his voice, doing his command or doing his word. So angels wait for the release of the rhema word and then they go to work. Now, let me just blow your minds a little bit. Angels come to earth through your mouth. Now, while you're trying to picture that, which is a bit out there, uh, it's not literally through your mouth, but through what you say. All right, and so the preceding verse in Psalm 103 verse 19 says, the Lord is enthroned in heaven. Most of us have this, we've been blindsided to God's kingdom. We think that God's kingdom is only futuristic and some stage, some day that will come. And it's like a carrot dangled before us that we never actually get to. And when Jesus said the kingdom's at hand, we would be better off. Here she is. Hi. So, you know, I was saying that most of us have been programmed and blindsided to the fact that the kingdom's in operation here right now. We tend to think that the kingdom is a futuristic fulfillment when Jesus returns. And that, what that means, what that leads us to is that people think that when they die, they enter eternity. That's true, but we can enter eternity now. The kingdom is here now. And most of us, when Jesus said things like the kingdom of God is at hand, we've thought in terms of dispensation or time, when we should have been speaking, thinking spatially, it's here but in another dimension. And we need an understanding so that we can step into that dimension. Are you there? All right, and so think about this. Um, the Bible says that angels were ascending and descending. All right, first they ascend and then they descend. Now, if you would think that angels are in heaven, why are they first ascending, then descending? Why aren't they descending, then ascending? Hello? You know, I'm talking Genesis 28. I'm talking 1 John, oh, sorry, John 1, 51. They, they ascend and then they descend because they're waiting for you to pray. And as soon as you start to relate to God, they release to heaven and they bring back revelation to you of what God wants to do. All right, and so they're waiting for us to wake up to the kingdoms in operation here right now. Once Christ is enthroned, angels are in operation. Uh, the Bible says this, uh, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth? And we tend to ring, read for the heirs of salvation in uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. But in Greek, it says through the heirs of salvation. Wow. So the angels go to work through the years of salvation. That's true. They are just, they go north, south, east, west, and collect those that are going to be saved. But they're waiting for you to speak so they can start to work. So just to repeat ourselves, is we, the dream needs to be 15 to 20 seconds long, but we, we're apologising in advance. People come up with long dreams, and we, we're not here just for one person. We, wanna, we want to protect the anointing and... Just keep, keep the flow of the Holy Spirit, all right? So sometimes long dreams can bog down and uh, we just don't do that publicly. And we don't do written dreams because we need to interact with a person and ask questions. Please don't come up with somebody else's dream as well. It needs to be your dream. Uh, so we, we, we need, do need to speak to the person directly. Uh, don't come up and give half your dream to make it short. Uh, because we, we, we need the whole dream and nothing but the dream. <laughs> and don't make up a dream. We know you're lying as well. <laughs> True. We've seen it. We've seen, not at all. We haven't seen it all, but we've seen a lot, haven't we, Adrian? We have. 
Yeah. So just want to just put that straight. So also, if we, if I say something like us, we see you have a calling in the, as an office of a prophet. It's not us waving a wand and then you going, "I'm a prophet," you know, and then you're hijacking the, the Sunday meetings and you know taking the microphone and stuff like that and giving grief to the pastor. Please don't do that. You need to build a relationship and you grow into it. It's an invitation, all right? Uh, so it's an invitation for you to grow into it and walk into it. And please, the life of a prophet is not all glamorous like you see here. It's, you need to have tough, thicker skin than a politician. And, uh, and yeah, so it's not, it's not all glamorous, but it is rewarding. Uh, so also we need to um, just qualify too that we don't know everything too. We might prophesy in part. I might call you up and call out some, you might have problems with your kidneys and you might have, uh, you know, migraines. But you, you, and, and then you, someone will come up to me and say, you're 100% right, but you, you forgot to mention about my shoulder, you know. So we prophesy in part. All right, we don't know everything. So just for the record. See, even the greatest prophet in Second Kings, Samuel, uh, sorry, in Second Kings, uh, uh, Elisha, the prophet, when he prophesied over a woman who's barren with her husband, she, she gave birth to a son and he grew up to about 11 years of age and he had an aneurysm and died. And she was in great distress and she went to go to Elisha the prophet and Gehazi tried to stop her, but he said something. He said, don't stop her. She's in great distress. The Lord has hidden this from me. So even, you know, the greatest prophets don't know everything. So just want to, we just... Only because of our experience, every word we say, even just giving some advice or just they think we're, we're prophesying in your life. So we just want to just qualify that, that we, we prophesy in part. All right? And we do miss it every now and then. It's very healthy to miss it every now and then. We have a high record of accuracy, but it's, it's very healthy to keep you humble. It keeps you humble when you miss it. And it means also you're not getting information off Facebook. <laughs> Why don't you um, explain the difference between true and false prophets? Yeah, okay. So if you're a false prophet, doesn't mean, I'm sorry, if you miss it, it doesn't mean you're a false prophet, okay? So I just want to put that straight. If you do miss it and you go, oh, no, I'm not going to prophesy anywhere again. I'm a false prophet. No, that does, that's actually a lie because we do miss it. And it talks about it in Second, sorry, 1 Corinthians 14. Who's familiar with that passage of Scripture? Who's familiar with 1 Corinthians 14? Talks about prophecy. Talks about that every word needs to be judged, okay, to see if it's correct. But if they're wrong, they're not going to go, okay, take him out and stone him next. Um, they're not going to do that. In the new covenant, is, there's room for error. Amen? Does that make sense? So, what, what you're saying is you grow in this, you grow into it, yeah. We grow into it. I had an angel come to me, and there's another story where I had a scroll given to me, and I actually I see visions and I see the stuff. Sometimes you've got to try and interpret it because it can be an abstract form, like Peter on the rooftop when he had the vision about the Gentiles. So it was an abstract. It was in symbols. So I get this angel that sends me visions while I'm standing about your life, and that's you know I have to interpret it too. I've got to interpret what the Lord is saying because it's another language. So if you miss it. Don't beat yourself up. You're not a false prophet, okay? This is what a false prophet looks like. He could be accurate. Whether he misses it or not, that's beside the point. But, he, but if he is accurate, a false prophet draws people to themselves as a point of, of being an idol. 
okay? And he's the, he's the man. You know, he's, you know, it doesn't teach anybody else how to do it. He's, you know, he is a point of worship uh, and people look to him, he's the man, and, and it becomes kind of a bit weird, it can turn into a cult. Am I making sense? That's what a false, pro- people isolate themselves and just listen to that person. They, don't, they isolate themselves from the body of Christ and they listen to a, a teaching. That's a false prophet. A, a true prophet, whether he misses it or not, I mean, eventually he's got to obviously become very accurate or then he's got to really look at himself eventually. But a true prophet, if someone looks to you as a true prophet, you go, no, no, no. You lead them into the king of glory's presence. You actually lead them, you point them to a greater, like John the Baptist is one greater coming. Is one who's going to be greater than I. Okay, so you lead him to the King of Glories and you lead him into a presence of worship. Amen? Amen. Does that make sense? Okay. I think there's one more thing, and that is, you know, it says in 1 Corinthians 14 that tongues being a mystery coming through a human vessel and its interpretation coming through a human vessel needs to be judged or weighed. Likewise, a dream is a revealing, a spiritual revealing of what's going on in heaven relating to, to that person's heart. Uh, through a human vessel. Uh, it's interpretation coming through, likewise, human vessels with bias, agenda, issues. It, it's, it's, it's prophecy, but it needs to be judged or weighed. What I'm saying to you is, you do not take on board everything that someone says to you. Are you hear what I'm saying? But you take those things on board that the Spirit of God witnesses in you. Now, if you do receive a word this weekend and it doesn't make any sense, you'll probably walk out of that door and then suddenly the penny will drop as it starts to unfold. But if it doesn't, put it on the shelf until you hear the voice of two or three witnesses confirming that word. Is that okay? We usually get, sometimes there's cases where people will say that makes no sense, uh, don't know what you're talking about, you're missing it. And then a week later they send me an email saying everything you said happened a week later. You know, So you know, just be open-minded to what we do. And... Um, <sighs> There's another thing I was going to say that, um, you know, you might be in this meeting, we, we give you some grant, like some wonderful word through a dream interpretation over somebody's life, and you might know them, and you go, oh, how could that be, you know? You know, I know that person, I've got this issue and that issue, and, you know, how could that, that prophet's missed it? But I just want to just say this tonight, God will use whoever he wants to, whether you whether you got issues in your life, okay. So, if you're very familiar with the person, right? God will still they God God can use whoever He wants. And I want to say this tonight: that word is released, and in time, they need to walk it out. Okay. So please uh, don't be critical uh, because of the person's life might be a little bit messed up. See, the Lord called Gideon. Okay. The woman of the world, she had a few problems. You know, Jesus sat there and waited for her, loved on her, and just said, look, you know, I'm the Messiah. And he gave her a word of knowledge, moved in the prophetic. And she, she actually, this woman of issues, she, she actually became a great evangelist and led the whole town of Samaria to Jesus. So that was pretty quick and easy, wasn't it? So we... <laughs> that's... How we want to just encourage you. You, you, you. If you're alive, means God's created you. You have a destiny, 
and there's a purpose, there's a blueprint, and there's a scroll before the foundations of the earth. So you're going to walk it out, and we're going to have one session this weekend where you're going to receive your scroll. Some of you don't know what your scroll is. And you're going to receive a massive impartation. Amen? Some of you are so excited on the inside, I can tell. <laughs> uh, one other thing is this, that we're going to pray for individuals out here, but God doesn't give by measure. And so the Bible says in Psalm 23, my cup overflows. So when God is pouring out, if, that, if that, you can relate to what was being said to the person, then you need to grab a hold of that as well. All right. So the, you're participating in what's going on out here. Um, over and over again, throughout the world, we've seen people receive what somebody else had prayer for. And so be open to that because God wants to pour it out. All right. And he's not just ministering to the one. He's ministering to all of us. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. This has been another Kingdom Community Church podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, go to www.kingdomcc.com.au.